Well, when I was a kid, I enjoyed playing with Legos. We didn't have a, a lot of money growing up, but every once in a while we would get a new Lego set and we would excitedly try to build the thing that we saw on the picture on front. Now, I don't remember most of the sets that we got, but I do specifically remember an awesome, cool space fighter and a pirate ship. And when I looked at the front of those Lego boxes and saw that, that awesome space fighter and those swashbuckling pirates, I had all sorts of motivation to build. I saw the fun benefits of creating those things. But I do not have the engineering skills of my in-laws. So if I looked at the front of the box and tried to go off of that to put it together, I would become very frustrated very quickly and ultimately all my efforts would end in complete failure. But if I opened the instruction booklet and from it was told how to put the thing together, I would then have some success. If I was given the how I could accomplish the task. On one of our last Sunday evenings together, we looked at the necessity of memorizing Scripture. We saw the power to memorize Scripture and the reasons to memorize Scripture. We saw that every Christian has the ability to memorize and that it is necessary and incredibly beneficial for every Christian to store God's Word in their head and in their heart. Well, today, we are going to briefly look at how to memorize Scripture. We're going to look to the Bible to give us some instructions on how to get the Word of God into our heads and hearts. And we're going to discover some simple and some practical ways to memorize. As we discussed last time, if you want to make a New Year's resolution... Memorizing scripture is a really good one to make. And after today, hopefully we will all have some idea on how to keep that resolution. So let's pray and then we will dive right in. Lord God, I do thank you for allowing us to come once again to, to worship you. To worship you as we walk through your word as we hear it proclaimed and as we make commitments in our heart to believe it and to follow it, I ask God that as we look at how to memorize Scripture, that we would take it to heart, that we would remember the benefits of memorizing and that we would be willing to put into the practice some of the hows on how to get it done. I ask that we would do it not just out of duty, but we would do it out of joy, knowing the, the wonderful things that come when we get your word into our life. In your son's name we pray, amen. <clears throat> I want to start by doing a very quick review of what we looked at a few weeks ago. Last time we saw that every Christian has the power to memorize Scripture. We saw the truth that although we all start out as sinners, we all have disobeyed God and deserve eternal punishment for that, 
God in his grace has sent his only son to earth to save us from our sins. Jesus Christ lived a perfect life. And then he died to, took, to take the, the penalty for our sins and he paid the price to free us from our slavery to sin. So for all people who believe in the death and the resurrection of Jesus and humbly put their trust in the Lord Jesus, they will be eternally forgiven and eternally saved. What this means for scripture memory is this. Your past and your present failures to memorize scripture, to obey God, have been forgiven. And we don't have to live in fear or in guilt but it also means that God has set us free from our captivity to sin and we actually have the ability to start obeying Him. Our life has been changed and so we can have confidence we can obey God by memorizing Scripture. Not only that, but God has given us His Holy Spirit and one of the things the Spirit produces in every single Christian is self-control. All of this means that though you and I may struggle with memorizing and may have failures in memorizing the Bible, God has indeed given us the power to do it. We can have hope that we can grow in storing up God's Word. Not because we are strong, but because God is strong and He is at work in us. Also, last sermon, we gave a list of some of the reasons why you should be memorizing Scripture. We saw in the Bible that believers should memorize Scripture to be obedient, to defeat sin, to be like Jesus, to help others, to evangelize, and to be filled with joy. Now, if you want those things, and every Christian does, then you should have some motivation to memorize the Bible. So now that you know that you have the power to do it and have some good reasons to do it, here is how you do it. Here are six ways to memorize Scripture. <coughs> Number one, work hard to memorize. Work hard to memorize. In Matthew 16, verse 24, Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Being a disciple of Jesus is not always an easy thing. There are difficult things for us to do. We must deny ourselves and pick up our cross, meaning we must say no to our selfish desires and be willing to follow Jesus no matter what. We must be willing to have a total commitment to Jesus. And as we saw last week, part of following Jesus is memorizing the Scripture. So we must be willing to say no to whatever is standing in our way and strive to memorize even though there might be some obstacles. Which means we must be willing to turn off the TV or the computer. We must be willing to put down the newspaper or the, a novel or our smartphone. Temporarily maybe ignore some house projects that need to be done and maybe not stay too late at work. 
It means that you will have to patiently sit down and repeat a verse numerous times. It means you will have to repeat the same verse multiple days in a row for it to get stuck in your memory. It means you will have to work on something that you may not be good at. That may be a difficult thing to do, but you can do it if you choose. God has given you the power to do it. Memorizing scripture is not a, a complicated or complex thing to do. It's not something that you need a, a college degree or a certificate for. All you need is some good, old-fashioned, hard work. And if you're willing to put in some of that, you will be able to succeed. Number two, study what you memorize. Study what you memorize. One thing that you cannot miss when you go through the book of Matthew is that Jesus Christ is constantly quoting Scripture. And though he was and is God, during Jesus' time on earth, he temporarily set aside some of his divine attributes, meaning he temporarily had some human limitations. For example, in Matthew 24, verse 36, he said that even, <clears throat> that even he did not know the day of his second coming, but only the Father knew. In other words, while Jesus was on earth, he did not have perfect knowledge of everything. We also know from Luke 2, verse 52, that as Jesus grew up, he increased in wisdom. Which means that although Jesus was always perfect in how he lived, he did not start out with complete and a whole wisdom over everything, for you cannot increase in wisdom if you have all of it. Which means that Jesus' constant quotations of the Scripture were not merely a result of him being God and thus knowing everything but were a result of his own hard work in memorizing and learning the scriptures. And one of the lessons we learn from Jesus quoting scripture is that he always knew what it meant. Whether he was using it to defend himself from temptation in Matthew chapter 4, correcting the Pharisees' misinterpretation of it in Matthew 5, applying it in Matthew 9, or explaining it in Matthew 11, Jesus always knew exactly what those scriptures meant. We also see Jesus' disciples following this example throughout the book of Acts where we see Peter quoting Joel and Psalms in Acts 2, Stephen quoting Exodus, Deuteronomy, and Amos in Acts 7, and Paul quoting 1 Samuel, Habakkuk, and Isaiah in Acts 13. All of these men had not only memorized the Scripture, but knew exactly what those Scriptures meant and how to apply it in each of their unique situations. So the lesson that we can learn from all of this is to study what you memorize. Figure out what the scripture actually means. It's a lot easier to remember something that has meaning that you can apply to your life than to memorize a, a bunch of words that you have no idea what they mean. If you learn what it means, it will be easier for it to remain stuck in your head and in your heart. 
And also, as we learned from from last sermon, the whole point of memorizing Scripture is to use it in your life, which means you need to study it to know how to use it. So spend some time thinking through the verses you're going to memorize. Look at the surrounding context. Analyze what the words are saying. Connect it with other scriptures and figure out what it means. Maybe grab a good study Bible or a commentary or ask your pastor what it means. But spend some time studying it and it will help it stay in your brain. Number three, be creative in memorizing. Be creative in memorizing. In 1 Corinthians 12, the Apostle Paul is rebuking the Corinthians for putting all their focus on the the flashy and the miraculous gifts rather than putting their focus on serving others and in being unified with the rest of the church. Instead, they wanted to be preeminent and impressive. But Paul explained to them that God made all believers differently. And gave them different spiritual gifts. Believers were made with a diverse array of spiritual strengths and weaknesses, but are all united in Jesus Christ. And our uniqueness and our varied strengths and weaknesses should lead us to conclude that we may be different in how we memorize things. Which means that if a particular method of memorizing doesn't work well for you, then get creative and find a method that does. Some people like to use flashcards in memorizing verses. They they, they write out the verses on the cards and flip those cards out whenever they have a little downtime during the day. Others like to use some kind of program on their phones that helps them keep track of the verses and, and has its own digital flashcards. Others like to listen to scripture memory songs in the car, and others would rather see the verses directly on the pages of their physical Bible. As long as you are memorizing scripture to use in your life, any of those methods and hundreds of others are great to use. According to scripture, God made you unique, and so be creative in finding out what is most helpful to you. As an example, I'll give you one of the methods I am currently using, which I learned from others. And feel free to use parts of this method or throw it all out and create your own. I'm currently working on memorizing part of Philippians. And I chose it because it's full of joy. It's short. And I'm thinking about preaching through it later on this year, which means I will be studying it. I start by quoting out loud all the verses I memorized previously. Then I quote the verse I memorized yesterday ten times. Then I read my current verse out loud ten times in the Bible. And then I quote that current verse ten times again, looking at the Bible if I need help. And that's it. That's all I do. I like to say the verses out loud because I'm getting my voice and my ears involved. I like to use my physical Bible because I'm memorizing a a large portion of Scripture rather than various verses from some different books. And I like to be able to picture the verses on the pages of my Bible. And I often like to walk around the room while I quote as it keeps me active and keeps me awake. That's what's most helpful to me. 
But for you, God has made you all unique. So take whatever ideas are helpful for me or other people in this room and creatively come up with what works best for your own plan. But no matter what you come up with, you're going to have to re-examine those verses on many occasions, which leads us to number four, review what you memorize. Review what you memorize. <clears throat> if you're paying attention when you read the Old Testament, you will notice that God is constantly having people set things in place to remind them of important things. Whether it is the Sabbath day, which reminded them that their God was the great creator and great redeemer. Or the 12 stones from the Jordan River Joshua was commanded to carry with the Israelites to remind them of God's gracious miracle in holding back the water of the Jordan River so they could march through. Or the act of circumcision, which was meant to remind them they were a purified and distinct people. We can see all over the Old Testament that God recognizes that we as creatures are forgetful. And we need to be reminded of God's truth. And we see this clearly continuing in the New Testament. As God institutes the Lord, Lord's Supper for the specific purpose of remembering Jesus and his sacrifice for us. 1 Corinthians 11 verses 24 and 25, which we read earlier today, says that Jesus took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, he took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. God said, the Lord's Supper in place to force us to continually look back and think about these things again. God set things in place so that we would be forced to review what the Son did for us and not forget it. As human beings, we are not made with perfect memories. We need to constantly review most things if we're going to keep them in our head. And the more we review, the more likely we're going to get it into our long-term memory. So this means <coughs> that when you go about memorizing Scripture, <coughs> you're going to need to review it if you want to memorize it. Unless you are an absolute genius, which maybe one of you is, unless you're a genius, you cannot read a verse just once and expect to remember that verse the rest of your life. You're going to have to review that verse many times, and the more you review it, the more likely it's going to be for you to memorize it. So, this means you will need to come up with some sort of plan of reviewing what you have learned. And planning? Well, that leads us into our next point. Number five. Plan what and how you memorize. Plan what and how you memorize. <clears throat> Proverbs 21 verse 5 says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. <clears throat> I'll read that again. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, 
But everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. Making plans, carefully thinking things through how best to do something helps lead to success. But jumping right in without thinking, being too hasty leads to failure. Planning is a very good thing to do. So as you begin this year memorizing scripture, I encourage you to carefully think through a specific plan on how to go about memorizing. Think through what verses you want to memorize. Are you going to memorize a whole passage of scripture? Some verses on a particular topic or, or doctrine? Are you going to pick the verses yourself or, or go with, through a, a group's chosen verses? Think also through where you want to do your memorizing. At the kitchen table or in your bedroom, walking around outside or in the car or tractor. Think through when you want to memorize. Right when you wake up in the morning, which might not be the best idea for some of us. Or maybe after you get off work or before you do your school work or after the kids fall asleep at night. And think through how you are going to memorize. Are you going to use physical flashcards, your phone, a CD, or the Bible? How many times are you going to say each verse? How are you going to get the verse to stay in your head? How are you going to make sure you review each verse? How are you going to keep track of what verses to memorize? How are you going to go about studying those verses? Now, that's a lot of questions I just asked there. But if you just sit down and carefully think through it for about 10 minutes or less, you'll probably have it all figured out. Here's a, a quick example of how I have thought through some of those questions. <clears throat> As I mentioned, I'm going to memorize the book of Philippians. I'm going to memorize at church when I first arrive for the workday. I'm going to use my Bible. I'm going to start by quoting out loud all the verses I memorized previously, then quote the verse I memorized yesterday ten times. Then I will read my current verse out loud ten times from the Bible, then quote my current verse ten times, looking at the Bible if I need help. I'm going to study it as I prepare to preach through it later this year. That's my whole plan. Your plan's probably going to be different than that. might be shorter, might be longer than mine. Your plan to memorize might only be one verse a month, or you might memorize the whole book of Romans. But if you follow the biblical principle of carefully thinking things through, you will be in a better position to succeed in memorizing. But even carefully planned memorizing can be hard to do alone. Which leads us to our next point. Number six, get help in memorizing. Get help. In memorizing. Hebrews 10 <coughs> verses 24 to 25 says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. <coughs> God did not make us solo Christians. We were meant to be a believing community. 
That's why Hebrews says we are not to neglect to meet together. We are to continually meet up to worship God together, learn his word together, and stir up one another to love and good works, to encourage one another. God has made it clear that for us to truly and fully live out our, our Christian life, we must get help from our fellow believers. So in our efforts to obey God, fight sin, follow Jesus, help others, evangelize, and have joy by memorizing Scripture, we should get help from our fellow believers. I know that I have been encouraged by hearing other people quote Scripture, and it spurs me on to memorize. When we see many believers in our community obeying God with their memorizations, it shows us that it's not impossible and it can push us to do so as well. It can also be something that we can ask others to pray for us on. Sometimes we think, we only think about asking believers to pray if we're sick or if we're going on a trip. And those things are good to pray for, but wouldn't it be great for someone to ask for prayer for them to obey God by memorizing Scripture? Also, it can be helpful to memorize some verses with others or to, to hold each other accountable by quizzing each other. If I know someone is going to ask me to quote some Scripture, it is going to push me to make sure that I actually have that Scripture down. So grab a friend at church or make a new friend at church and ask them to quiz you every week on your memory verses. It doesn't have to be a big ordeal, nor does it have to take that much time. You just meet before or after a service and say, hey, can you quote Genesis 1-1? And you say, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's all you got to do. And then maybe if you feel like it, you can both share what God has been teaching you as you have thought through memorizing that verse. Or another thought, rather than doing it with a friend, why not grab one of these kids? Places like Titus 2 make it clear that the older women, and by implication the older men, have an obligation to teach the younger people at their churches. If you pick a kid and quote a verse to them every week, you are keeping yourself accountable. You are teaching that child the importance of memorizing Scripture, and you are getting a chance to talk with them about spiritual things. So use the Christian community that God has graciously given you to help you memorize His Word. And as we come to the end of our <coughs> study on memorizing Scripture, I want to close by looking at one final point, something to give us a little more hope as we move forward. Number seven, don't give up memorizing. Don't give up memorizing. <coughs> Jesus gave his disciples a model for prayer in Matthew chapter 6 and I want to read you one of the final requests in that prayer. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 12, he says, 
and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Now, this is not a salvation prayer. This is a prayer for believers as Jesus is teaching his disciples on how to pray. And the prayer starts out, our Father in heaven. So this is a prayer for the spiritual children of God the Father, people who have already had their sins eternally forgiven by the judge of the universe. But it is obvious that all believers still struggle with sin and need relational forgiveness from their heavenly Father as disciples are to continually pray, forgive us our debts. This means that God knows that his children are still going to struggle and fail. He knows that we are still going to fight with our sin. And he knows that we need to continually come to him and be given his fatherly forgiveness. And of course, we know that God is mercifully willing to grant that forgiveness every single time. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. All of us, are going to fail in obeying God sometimes. And thus, we are going to fail in memorizing Scripture. But we have a God who is willing to continually forgive us and cleanse us. Which means we don't have to think that all is lost when we fail at storing God's Word in our heart. God still loves us and is willing to forgive us. Which should push us to not only not give up when we don't memorize like we should, but it means that we should have hope. We had to pray for forgiveness and then get back to memorizing God's word, knowing that God is at work in us and will continue to bring change in our lives one step at a time. Lord God, we... Thank you for that truth. We thank you that you have promised to continually work in your people. That you have promised to be forgiving towards us as you change us from one step of glory to another. I ask God that that would motivate us and spur us on to take your word and store it in our head and in our heart. I ask God that we would follow some of the, the principles that we've seen in Scripture, that we would make a commitment to memorizing your word, that we would not just throw it off, but we would see the, the awesome benefits of having your word at our fingertips where we can use to, to fight our sin, where we can use to, to, to help others, to counsel others, to encourage others, where we can use to evangelize, where we can use to be more like our Savior, and that we can use to bring ourselves joy. We thank you that you 
have graciously spoken to us and that we have easy access to your word. We thank you for our Savior. We thank you for his example. And we thank you for what he accomplished on the cross for us. In his name we pray. Amen. You are dismissed.